You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. I am Robert Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. My guest in this episode is Sir Jet, also known as Joel Evan Ty, a gender-fluid model and recording artist for almost 20 years. In late 2017, he made a transition into gay porn to help fund the creation of his fourth and most recent album, Empowered Bottom, a project that explores all the facets of being a beautiful anomaly in an industry that favors heteronormality. Hi, Sir Jet. Thank you for being on Sexual Heroes today. Thanks for having me. First, I want to share a little bit, a little secret of my own. Oh. And it has to do with how you caught my attention. It seems we have something in common. We both love the color pink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've always (laughs) loved it. Growing up, I loved it. My, My partner would will attest to it every time we're out in a store somewhere and something is bright pink. I'll point to it and he'll say, yeah, I know it's pink. (laughs) Uh, So when I was on Twitter and saw, saw a clip of Lance charger and you in a scene and Lance is fucking you. And there you are with that full head of hair, that shocker pink hair. Yeah. And that, beautiful muscular body it caught my ten- attention immediately and i thought who is this superhero that lance is fucking <laughs> and from there i had just i had to learn more and more about you and and then i i, I knew i wanted you to be a guest on the show during my uh, research on you uh, so i of course learned that you did porn i started there and then i saw that you had you were a singer, a musician, and I saw some music videos, and then I saw you had a YouTube vlog going. So I want to cover all that today, but let's start with how you describe yourself, which is gender fluid, I believe. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a bit about what that means to be gender fluid? It means like, um, like since I was very young, um, anytime you know, I was placed with, would you rather have the toy car or the Barbie doll? I was like, oh, the Barbie doll. And, you know, my mom would be like, no, you can't have that. You're a boy. And I said, well, what does being a boy have to do with it? And so that was kind of like the challenge most of my life was just like deconstructing all the gender norms because I was like, well, just because I'm a boy, what does that mean? I can't have it. You know, along the way, I kind of realized, you know, like nobody's really... 100% 100% boy or 100% girl we're just we're just ourselves and you know some days I feel more feminine some days I feel more masculine and that's how I adopted the whole gender fluid idea would some people argue that there is no this is masculine this is more feminine in terms of like feeling or in terms of like physical objects well kind of what I'm hearing from you is that there there is no this is more masculine or this is more feminine in a way, the gender fluid statement seems to mean it's just whatever. That's always been like my hope that I could prove that to myself. 
that everything's whatever and I can just, you know, drop that feeling of I can or I can't have that because of who I am. Have you proved it to yourself? No. (laughs) (laughs) Psychologically, I think like subconsciously it's it's still kind of in there like you can't have that blah, blah, blah sort of thing. But, you know, we're all like that. We have all these childhood traumas that just like build and build and we we can take them down as much as we want but they're still going to be there up in our heads for quite a while (laughs) yeah i guess we all have a little internal self-talk going on yeah so i the first time i saw you was related to your porn work but that came far after you began your music career Hmm. can you start with that how did that develop the porn or the music well whatever you want to talk about first Ah, well, they kind of aligned themselves without me even trying. Um, Basically, when I was a young adult in my early 20s, people would ask me all the time, are you a model? And I'd say no. And they'd be like, well, would you want to try modeling? And I wasn't very accepted when I would like apply to modeling agencies and whatnot. But for some reason, like, and along the road, I got into nude modeling. And at the same time, like, I really wanted to be a singer. I, I hadn't talked for about 10 years. And just on a whim, I decided to uh, try singing lessons. And I learned how to speak. And I also learned, I really like singing. And I, I want to pursue them. There was this side that was like, everybody thinks I'm really pretty, but only when I'm naked. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I really want to sing at the same time. So they kind of went together. And just through all the nude modeling I was doing, you know, these people were like, well, would you try porn? And I said, no. And they got me to a point where I almost did it when I was, I think, 23 or 24. But then I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I, I walked off set and it was just, it was embarrassing. I kind of hit a point around 2016 where it had been so long since I was able to sing because you know my album my EP shout out to the lonely it it didn't go anywhere it flopped and it was this long period of I have I have no money I have no focus what do I do and my thoughts turned back to porn because I was like this is a surefire way to make some fast easy money and boost my popularity and what if i combine this and i did an album based on you know my physical and emotional experiences through doing porn and that's how the empowered bottom became to be (laughs) so it really is tied together yeah so what changed in your mind Uh, you know you walked off the set the first time you tried porn because you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it because you you were shy or because you thought it was wrong or you were afraid of who might see it or what was the hesitance? It was like this feeling of once you do it, you can never go back. And that was like a stigma back then in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like anybody who does porn just like ruins their career. But more and more, you know, recently in the past few years, I'm seeing things like, um, you know, Boomer Banks making cameos in Drag Queen's videos. And I'm seeing, um, you know, like Kobe Keller, I think, modeled for, I think it was like Vivian Westwood or something. 
And, you know, there's, there's those actors who are on Game of Thrones who have a porn past. And I was like, maybe it's different now. So maybe if I gave this a shot, it could actually boost me to another place as opposed to ending everything. Mm -hmm. And has it done that? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's only been three years. I mean, you never know any day something could pop up. So So when you finally did do the porn, what was your take on it? How was your experience? And are you still doing porn? I try. (laughs) I was watching one of your vlog episodes, and in it, you said that somebody from one of the more mainstream studios told me, or yeah, you said they told you that you were too ugly Mm. to be cast in porn videos. And when I heard that, I thought, who the fuck in their right mind would think that and, and say that. (laughs) I, you know, it's been a really confusing trip. Honestly, it's been a, it's been very high school, my foreign experience. And I feel like maybe I, I'd said or did something wrong along the way to somebody. And this is, this was their way of getting back at me. But yeah, for some reason I was not very popular. Right off the bat, I did a, a scene with Next Door and a scene with Men. And then that was pretty much it for all the big studio porn. I never got a call again. And I've, you know, I've tried. I've done my research. I said, well, what can I do to encourage people to like me? And they're like, well, you can get a normal hair color. So I was like, okay. It's like, you can get a tan. Okay, I'll do that. And still they're like, eh, we don't know. Well, you have been able to get work in with some of the smaller studios mm-hmm. and with some of the content creators, the, you know, on only fans and just for fans and, you know, collaborations with those, those porn performers. Mm. Have you enjoyed it or what's your experience been like with that? It's also been kind of high school. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's, um, I will say the more famous the porn star is, the harder it is to um, get them to work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the lesser known ones or the, the more older ones seem to be on top of things and responsible. And the younger, really famous ones are just kind of like whatever, and mm-hmm. they may or may not show up kind of thing. <laughs> Well, I can relate to that as a podcast host because I extend, as you can imagine, many more invitations than I get responses. Mm. And I can tell you generally, this is just a generalization, not not in every case, but the the more Twitter followers they have, the less likely I am to get a response. Mm. And so if people are wondering, well, why don't you interview this guy or that guy? That's That could be why. <laughs> and you're like, uh, well, I tried, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it has been fun, though. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Just whenever something actually, people actually come together and you get booked for something, it's hella fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and your, your song and album, Empowered Bottom, mm. uh, how... 
how does that express all this? And are are you a total bottom or are you versatile? I'm a total bottom. <laughs> that was kind of like my response by naming it that because I was mm-hmm. so tired of people trying to say, well, you have to be verse if you're going to be relevant. And I'm like, no, there's plenty of people who aren't verse and they made it. So mm-hmm. get you. Absolutely. Um, it's, you know, part of your brand as a porn performer, if you're bottom, top, verse, whatever you are. Yes, it's all about the brand. I, like some of these people just don't, I guess because so many porn careers are so short-lived, they don't think about, you know, branding and who you are and what you represent. Now, you're, you're gender fluid. Are you, are you gay? Do the two go hand in hand? Um, yeah, I would consider myself gay because I'm physically a man and I'm attracted to men. I, I don't think women are ugly, but I don't feel like sexually aroused by a woman's body. Mm-hmm. So let's talk more about Empowered Bottom. Do you want to mm. do you want to talk about the album and and the song? The the idea came to me actually the night before my first scene. It just like the phrase just kind of came to my mind. I was like, oh, that would make a good album title. Because like in every interview, like because they they were interviewing me before I they would you know agree to work with me, and they always had to ask that, and I'm like. Like, why is this such a big deal? And, like, I would get, like, people tweeting at me once, like, my scenes were released. Like, why don't you do, why don't you top? What's wrong with you? And (laughs) it just felt like, you know, like, there's so much bottom shaming in this industry. And I've I've never Mm -hmm. had to deal with that prior to doing porn. I was just like, people just say, are you a top or bottom? They're like, oh, I'm a bottom. They're like, okay, cool, let's do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and... It's like, well, maybe instead of like all this shaming and all this jokes about people being bottom, because, you know, it's it's misogyny deep within these people. Mm -hmm. The whole idea that bottoming is inferior to topping and blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, why not make a song in a about, you know, feeling empowered to be who you are? And that's, you know, the back the backbone of my brand is is, you know, learning to like yourself for who you are and what you want to be in life. So that's how that whole idea of Empowered Bottom came along. And the other songs on the album are, you know, things that it's about empowerment or it's about the, you know, the opposite of that feeling weak and confused in moments. And so it's like a the whole album is like a combination of I feel great, I feel awful, I feel great, I feel awful. And you need these opposites to live your life. Everybody's going to have high and low moments. And, you know, that's where the, um, the phrase in the song from the bottom to the top and everywhere in between, I'll be causing a scene. So keep on watching me. You know, that's, that's what it refers to. It's like life isn't perfect, but you got to find your strength somewhere in there. I love that. Mm. And I love watching your videos. I know they're pretty good, right? (laughs) Uh, you look amazing in them. Thank you. Growing up, you said you survived some childhood trauma. You know, you've gotten to this point. What has inspired you along the way? What has kept you going? What has kept me going? Um, the fact that I still want to be a famous singer. And 
I've had to abandon that concept a lot because I've hit, you know, financial lows and just situations where, you know, it's not time to be a, a pretty singer on stage. You got to take a break. Um, and I've also, you know, faced a pretty good deal of rejection if, in every entertainment field I've been in. And just that feeling of, well, it didn't work out, but I'm not dead and I'm still really good looking. So I should keep going. Mm. <laughs> if I lose my looks, I'll probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any particular person that has inspired you along the way that you look up to? I mean, there's a lot of like singers that I love, like vocally inspiration from, like um, uh, Marie Fredrickson from Roxette, who unfortunately just recently passed away. And also um, like Claire Richards of Steps, which is a British like girl boy pop group. Um, but I don't really. I haven't really like looked at people's lives and go, Oh, they've, that's what they've lived. I, I want to do that too. Um, I've always been, you know, I don't want to say selfish, but you know, a little self-focused. So I've just, um, stayed away from studying other people's lives, I guess. Your own unique creation. Your uniqueness certainly caught my attention. You are an inspiration to me. Oh, fabulous. I'm, even if it's, you know, something as simple as embracing my love for pink. <laughs> Do it. You, you need pink hair. Uh, well, I don't really have enough hair to pull it off right now. Uh, you need a pink wig. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else that you would like to share with the listeners about your journey, about where you're going, what to look for? Keep on watching me. You never know. I'm going to come up with next. <laughs> Currently I'm, I'm thinking about doing another music video for track two on the album. It's called stilettos. And I, I want to start working on new music because it, the ideas come to me almost on a daily basis and I'm writing them down. And I'm like, um, well, I, it's maybe it's time because, you know, I'm not really doing anything else other than the occasional only fans video. So I need that constant creative outlet, you know. <laughs> you get the ideas for the for the music. Do you actually write the music, or do you get the idea for the song and write the words and collab with somebody else, or how how much are you a part of that final product? It's pretty much all the latter. I I just kind of usually happens when I'm just doing something random. I'll hear the song lyric, or if I buy like new music, I'll start like hearing my own words to that song. And so I'll write them down and then I'll bring them to the producer and I'll be like, I like how this song sounds and this is the idea I want, but I have like zero musical talent. I cannot write music. I can't hear harmonies. You know, they got to tell me everything to do, <laughs> but it's still like my idea that song or video is. One thing we haven't talked about is the vlog the YouTube hmm. vlog, which also very interesting. So the vlog idea started because people were telling me um, I'm too superficial from what they saw online. They said I needed to be more human. And so um, I just started, you know, I have all these random thoughts in my head about life and um, 
you know, sometimes gender, sometimes depression, all these things. So I just started uh, turning that into a vlog. And I've, I've done three now, but they're, it's all the, basically the same idea. It's me talking to the camera, but there was a Surjet vlog. And then um, when I started doing porn, I started, I called the vlog Private Parks. And um, when I released the album, I did a, a third version. It was called The Road to Empowerment. And it's basically just things I've observed in life and what I've gone through. And I, I know that I just kind of like start talking and before I know it, I said something really smart. And so that's, <laughs> that's the episode. I'm like, okay, I made the point. <laughs> nice day. <laughs> okay. Well, I encourage all the listeners to, to check that out as well as your music. All right, Sir Jet, thank you very much for being with me today on uh, Sexual Heroes. Yeah, thanks for having me. For information with links about a guest appearing on Sexual Heroes, visit the show notes at sexualheroes.com or on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow and message me on Twitter at Robert Black XXX and on Facebook at Real Robert Black. Thanks for listening. <laughs>